Welcome to the Ambitious Mom Podcast, the podcast for the woman who is building a business empire and a family legacy. Having it all and living the life of your dreams now. No delay and no sacrifice required. We'll talk life, online business, spirituality, and everything in between. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. Let's do this thing. Okay, here's the thing. Peer-to-peer masterminds, they're just not going to cut it. If you're looking for that truly expansive growth, the growth that takes you to the edge of your limits, the growth that calls you forth into your next level, the next level of who you're meant to be on the road to who you're becoming. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the peer-to-peer mastermind. I've been in them. I've had them before, and we're going to talk about what it leads to and the gaps that it can't fill if you're here to lead in this industry. Okay, let's get into this because this is something I hear a lot of times with coaches, with entrepreneurs, with business owners who have great friends and a great network. And so what they end up doing, and this is beautiful, by the way, I've had this at multiple different points in my journey, and it is so beautiful. And this is not an episode that's like right or wrong, should or shouldn't. This is more of like a, maybe this is a both and for you. Maybe it's having your peer-to-peer mastermind, but also having a paid mastermind that you're in where you are under the mentorship and coaching of the leader, as well as the mastermind of your sisters inside of the group. So it's not an either or. It never is in my world, right? (laughs) It's totally the both and. So, but what I often see is that the peer-to-peer mastermind, which is the mastermind that is with you and your biz besties. You've got a couple of people that maybe you started at similar points in the journey, or maybe you met up in different programs along the way, and you've created this relationship, this bond that is incredible. It's powerful. But what I often see is that we use this as a substitute to a paid mastermind. And in this episode, we're just going to talk really casually about like what that creates and some of the, I don't want to say downfalls, but some of the potential things that can happen as a result of that, that are actually not exactly what you want from a true mastermind. So here's the first big freaking massive thing. And I'm going to get out my Google dictionary situation thing here to tell you like what it how Google would define this, or rather the Oxford Dictionary would define this. And that is the peer-to-peer mastermind often creates an echo chamber. Okay, so an echo chamber is an environment in which a person encounters only beliefs or opinions that coincide with their own so that their existing views are reinforced and alternative ideas are not considered. Okay, so like number one, (laughs) I run away from echo chambers always. And here's why. Echo chambers literally just make you hear and see yourself and other people. So you're like literally, if you just can imagine this with me, you're swirling around in a tizzy of similar information. So there's actually nothing that's like challenging or bringing you to a new level or a new edge because it's not giving you the opportunity to consider a different view. So this happens all the time in our industry in various different ways, not just in the peer-to-peer mastermind. This can happen inside of the coaching industry. If you get inside some guru's container and all of a sudden everybody's talking the same, doing the same, preaching the same, speaking the same, opening their live videos the same, like everything just, you're like, whoa, what's going on? You don't ever question the leader and their perspective. Like, no, there's no space for that, right? That's an echo chamber. 
that is an echo chamber. And any, I, I've actually jumped out of echo chambers so many times in my life and in my business. This also was in, in like religion in the church. And I would jump out of, it's, it's really group think is what it is. And we see this politically. We see this in just religious dogma. We see this in just so many different areas. And it's not that any one of these areas or groups of people is wrong. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I like to challenge is I'm always constantly pushing the edges of what I think or believe or and questioning my thoughts. It's like thought experiments, right? So it's taking myself on this journey of like, well, what if their perspective was different than mine? And we don't have that opportunity when we literally don't have people around us that have that different viewpoint. When we're in an echo chamber, I can say like everybody here thinks that like, here's a silly example, but like there in the beginning of my uh, coaching career, I was in a program where it was like, everybody was like obsessed with one-on-one coaching. And then you didn't do anything else other than have that one offer. And I was like, yeah, but what if? right? Yeah. But what, wait, what? And then, but everybody's like, no, no, no. You have one offer, one thing, one coach, one, one offer, one program, two ways to pay. What? Okay. (laughs) I don't want to do that though. No, but you do that. That's what we do here. Oh, that's what we do here. Okay. I'm Oh, got it. Group think echo chamber. Yeah. I don't want to play here anymore. Like I literally get so rebellish. It's not a word, but I get so rebellish when I'm in these situations. Cause I'm like, dude, no, <laughs> like there is so many different perspectives here. The both and literally is infinite. I'm not playing here. And so anytime I've jumped out of these, there's been like, there's been like some, uh, some uncomfortableness that goes with it from like leaving this, the the way it's always felt energetically when I start to realize the echo chamber that I might be existing in is it starts to feel like a cesspool. It starts to feel like like standing water that now has things growing and like stuff that's just not my vibe anymore. And it's not that it's wrong because for the flies that are hanging out in the standing water, it's like totally their jam. They love it. Right. And it's not even, it's just, you just start to realize, well, this is not the place I want to be swimming anymore. And you decide to go somewhere else. That's it. There's like no emotion attached to it, but the challenge is the emotion attached to it, right? The what we've made it mean to be in these circles, to be around these people, and what it means when we no longer interact, maybe at the same level that we have before, right? It's this whole like really long-standing cellular wound we all have, which is this fear of being kicked out of the tribe. If we go against the grain, if we challenge the chief, if we dare to go another way, yeah? And so this echo chamber is going to be the part of our conversation today. We're really going to hang out talking about this because you're like-minded with the people that you're in this little group Voxer chat with or this peer-to-peer mastermind that you meet with every week on a phone call or Zoom or whatever. And it may turn into gripe sessions. It may turn into gossip sessions. It may turn into like rah-rah go you sessions with no like challenge or pushing you to your edges or hmm, have you considered thinking about it a different way? And so really the only point here is like, I want to bring awareness to you to this echo chamber phenomenon that you can see inside of masterminds that you're maybe utilizing or coaching. Even this even extends to the coaching industry, right? If you're in a container that feels echoey, you're like, whoa, I said, like they said something and all of a sudden I'm hearing it. Hello, hello, hello. Anyone there, there, there. Like I start to hear the whole Grinch scene in my head. You guys remember that? 
I asked you first, 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 I asked you first, <laughs> you know? Anyway, it's it, you start to notice, you're like, okay, wait, what is going on? So anyway, the whole point of this episode is just to talk about this, bring awareness to it, see if it's actually something that aligns with what you see your vision for your business and your life and illuminate some other options for you. If you are the kind of woman that's like, yo, I'm here for the big journey. I'm here for the 1%. I am the 1% and you know it. You either know it in your bones that you are the 1% and you are it now, or you know in your bones that like, oh gosh, man, even though I don't feel it right now, even though I'm not owning it right now, I know I am meant to be the 1%. I remember that wholeheartedly, 100% at every part of my journey, I have felt and known that I am meant to be one of the leaders, one of the industry leaders, one of the, the, the leading voices in transformational work. I even knew this as a kid. I wouldn't have told you it was leader in transformational work. I would have told you it was just leader. But one of the things I will say is I have not always known it, like capital K, like known it in my body, like cellular, mm, yes, that's me. I haven't always been that way. It's always been like, yeah, that is me. I can see it. I see the reality. It is there, but I'm not there yet. And there was always a gap, right? And so, and to be honest with you, there's still a gap, but I will say the gap is shorter. It's smaller. It's not as wide as it once was. And that's what growth and evolution looks like as you walk on this journey every single day to becoming the highest version of who you are. And every day you step even more and more into what that looks like. And even every moment of every day, you're shedding even more layers. It's like you're taking off jackets as you're walking. It's like you're taking off articles of clothing as you're walking and you're walking with more surety. And every time you take off a layer, all of a sudden you get lighter and your gait changes because you've now shed a portion of you that was not needed anymore. Like, you know how, you know how you literally walk, like you look different when you're wearing a bunch of ski clothes and you walk differently. Like your whole essence is different. You have to think a little bit harder about the doorway you're about to walk through. Do I need to go to the side? Am I actually going to fit if I like, I'm like puffy, (laughs) like I'm like knocking things over. Like we have no, like we, we lose a sense of like our bearings really. And so what happens in this growth and evolution journey is, is it's literally like you're taking off these layers. You're just walking and you're just dropping these layers, these things that no longer serve. There it goes. And you're getting lighter every step of the way. Lighter and lighter and closer and closer to who you're meant to be, to who God made you to be. Your entire essence, you're getting closer and closer. We don't just land there one day, all of a sudden, buck naked, in the middle of life. That's weird. But like when you're taking off layers, like you don't just land there all of a sudden, like it's the process. Because if you did land there all of a sudden, you'd freak out that you're naked. If we're going with this analogy, I hope you're following me. Trust you are. <laughs> and we we like we would have such a freak out. We would, we would literally put ourselves into so much shock. And this is what I call like blowing yourself out. We don't want to blow yourself out in the process of growing and evolving into who you're meant to be. We can have incredible growth while being incredibly stable in the process. We don't have to throw ourselves off the edge with pressure in order to experience the breakthrough that we're looking for. We don't have to quantum leap ourselves so far that we overleap, we overextend. Now we've pulled a hammy and we pulled the groin. Now we can't, you know, just let's not do that. 
to me, that's never, I mean, it's never been an option. I can't blow myself out from a nervous system level, from a body level, from a, from a mindset level, from any level, any of my body, energetic bodies. I can't do that because I have, I'm the primary caregiver for my kids. So it's never been an option. That's part of why like my whole messaging and business has always been like, I'm going to help you make the money and the impact you want to make, but we're not going to blow yourself out in the process. We're not going to sacrifice your sanity, yourself, your being, your body, your relationships in the process. You can make it to a million dollars online and still have your marriage and have it be stronger and have a, a deeper, more connected relationship with your children. You can hit those money goals and actually heal your family wounds. You can actually like, not only be around your family, but like love to be around your family and grow when you're around your family and actually witness your family growing too. This is, you can coexist in life. You can have real life friends who don't exist in the online space, but like you can still hang out with them. It blows my mind how many people have a hard time keeping real life friends because they don't, they think that it, that they're, they don't understand them, but I don't need my friends to understand me. I understand me. Like my some of my best life friends, they're not in the online coaching space at all. They're not even in the online world. They don't even listen to podcasts. I don't even think they know I have a podcast. <laughs> Actually, I'm sure they do. <laughs> but it's like, I don't need them to understand me. And I also don't have to go sit at dinner and talk about all of my online stuff. Like there's mul- there's multiple different angles of Katie that exist not just the coaching side. But what so often happens is we get so infatuated and so focused in and so teed into this space that we forget all the different angles of us that make us human. And that's the stuff that matters. When we can live the life of our dreams offline and then we come online and we bring it here, we infuse it here, but it doesn't exist here. We don't take the picture for the Instagram. We live the life and then go, oh, wait, I want to take the picture to write the post. That happened today as I was driving home with my girls. We had to drive a long way to um, take our dog to a border for two weeks. It's kind of silly. We drove two hours like to the other side of the DFW Metroplex to take him to a border for two weeks. It doesn't make sense. I drove two hours and then drove two hours back. But the reason I did it was um, the people we got him from when he was like when we bought him, um, the, what is it called? Breeder. They just opened their boarding place and he's getting to stay in the house with them. And they're so excited to see him. Like it just was special. And this will probably be the only time I do it to be honest with you. Cause the other one we usually use is like 15 minutes up the road. So anyway, had a great drive with the girls. I'm driving back and like a post just hits me. And so I auto, re- I do like an audio record to like write this post and it just comes out of me. And this is part of like what I teach in seamless sales and channeled content and all of my strategy programs. Because if it's like when you're so in alignment, the stuff just flows out of you. You don't have to try necessarily. It just is. It just does. The work does you. Like divine intelligence does you. You don't have to do it. It does you. And so And then I was at a stoplight and I was like, oh, I'm like feeling all this bubbling gratitude. I literally feel like a sunburst. Like I'm just like, ha, like I feel so, that's a weird sound, but I just feel like it's just, oh my goodness, it was so good. 
just so good. And all I've been doing for the last four hours is driving in a car, but I feel so good. And the girls are laughing in the background as John Mayer plays on the, the car and the girls, let me mind you, they fought so much in these four hours. But anyway, it's the final 10 minutes of the ride and they're like laughing and they're talking about how they're going to marry John Mayer because they're like making up stories about the songs that are playing and they see like his face on the car screen thing. And I'm just like, whoa, this is so good. Wow. And so I'm in my life. I just had a post come through me and I take a picture. Girls, smile. Cheese. Click. Like literally, that's what I did. That's the post that was on my stories. This is a Saturday night as I record this. It was the post that was on my Facebook. It's, it's life offline and we bring it online. And so that's what it's about. That's what it's about. We don't have to blow ourselves out in the process to do that. We don't have to send ourselves over the edge time and time again, bring ourselves to the edge of our investment limits, take ourselves way too far and go into way too much debt so that we feel the pressure to produce. No, we can heal our Louisa, everyone. If you're here listening to this, maybe watched in Kanto, I can help you heal your Louisa. And if you got some Isabel or your Maribel and you got a little sisterhood wound resentment, we can do that too. We can do that too. So anyway, <laughs> back to back to the echo chamber, back to the peer-led mastermind. Like these are some of the reasons why it's really important to get into proximity with the coaches who and the mentors who ignite something in you. And here's let's be clear: it's not that I have fire and you take my fire. It is that my fire reminds your fire, your code that exists within you, that it's there. It's like a ping came online. It's like when you come into proximity with my iPhone, all of a sudden you're able to airdrop me something. But it took that proximity for our little radars to go ping, ping, and now for you to send me photos. It's the same thing when we're talking about codes. It's the same thing when we're talking about things that are existing within our cellular being. Like this is real. This is happening. This is happening. There's something in you. And there's a part of you that's like, yeah, I know. I could feel it. I knew it. I knew it back then. I knew it when I was seven. I knew it when I was 13. I knew it when I was whatever. It was there. I knew it. But then it was something about getting in your presence that ignited it. And here's the thing. It's not that I'm magical. It's not that I'm like some fancy thing. It's it's not. And this is stuff that you're going to be able to do too for the world. This is what it actually looks like to be in co-creation and in community with other people. This is why a big part of my beliefs as a human, a child of God, but also like in business is we got to be in community with each other because there's something that happens. It's this like third force that happens when we bring you and we bring me. And then there's the magical divine that comes right in the middle and creates something completely different than we or the world has ever seen. This is what happens when we get into community like this in this way. And sure, I believe you can find some of this from peer-to-peer, non-paid, like friend, biz bestie kind of situations. But if you really want to take it to the next level, pay. Join. Stretch yourself. Say yes to that thing you already know deep down you you want to do. It just feels like, oh, but but can I do it one more time? Last time it went like this, not quite like what I wanted. Oh, my soul's calling me, but man, mm. yeah, I feel you. I feel you. 
100%. Hey, Ambitious Mom. Today's episode is brought to you by Everyday Payday. This is my simple daily methodology to help you go from a trickle of sales here and there to your PayPal and Stripe popping off every single day. Imagine waking up to payment notifications that come in overnight or stacking recurring revenue month over month over month. Oh my gosh. Talk about sexy sustainability. Oh, and celebrating new paying clients coming into your world every day. Heck yes. Inside this program, you'll receive the simple methodology on the strategy and energetics of making every day a payday. I'm also throwing in a list of over a hundred sales activities to plug and play in your business right now. The best part, doing this methodology literally takes less time than it will take you to fold that laundry you've had in the dryer for days. Yeah. So I cannot wait to see you inside and celebrate every day being your payday in your business. Let's do this thing. So a couple of the things that end up happening inside of echo chambers, we got off a little bit of a tangent. I, f- I trust that like we're getting everything we need to hear in this episode. It's perfect. It's divine. But I do want to get through my notes because as I was sitting in bed this morning, uh, drinking my coffee as I do and reading while also having two humans next to me, like one in my lap, one next to me. And I had my pillow kind of in between the one in my lap and me. And I was like trying to write without disturbing like her head as she's sitting there on her tablet. Anyway, it's a whole view. This came through like just pages of notes around this. So I'm going to try to get to it. And I'm also going to try not to like necessarily read my notes because that's when some of the magic gets lost. Right. But when there's no one there holding the container, truly holding the container because there's a lot of work and I'm not going to go into this on this episode because I could probably talk for like an hour on this, but there's like actually a lot that goes into the setting up of and the holding space for and the, and thirdly, the expansion of the container. And this is my job. This is the coach's job. This is the mentor's job. And this doesn't mean when I say the setting up and the holding and the expanding, this doesn't mean anything to do with tech. This isn't like going and creating the offer. This isn't like deciding what's going to be included. This isn't like the actual setting up of the Voxer chat. Like it's not that at all. It's energetic. It's it's the intentionality that is going into the spaces that that I'm creating, the spaces that we are sharing, and the transformations that will come within them. This is a big portion of like the reason why When people come into my world, the moment they say yes to themselves through the investment, things start popping. This is why no matter what time of the month you hop into Voxer Minimind, the moment you click yes and the moment you click pay, you will begin to see life shift in ways that calls you up to your next level. Some of you are going to have immediate uh, manifestations of like what that looks like. Like you're going to immediately have like a repayment. From and when I say repayment, it's like almost like God is like, oh, you just paid three hundred thirty three for the Voxer Mini Mind. Cool, here's three hundred thirty three dollars for one of your offers. It's like ching ching, like just like that. Some of you may get a random check in the mail. Some of you may not have any money manifestations, but all of a sudden, clients are starting to 
DM you and reach out and like things start working or you start to have some clarity in your relationships or your home that all of a sudden brings clarity into your business. Like there's, here's the thing, as I'm saying this, do not grip on to exactly what it's going to look like. We don't want to get into the how it's going to look like for you. And we don't want to be like, well, Katie said, no, that's not the point. The point is, is that the moment you start to say yes to your next level, things, life, everything around you starts to acclimate you into that. And so if you've got a lesson you have to learn for that, like you're going to go through that. There's, it's, I call them initiations. Like there's going to be something that you're called to walk through that brings you closer and closer to that thing. So when we say yes, when we say yes to the thing our soul is asking us for to do, we start to get these little God winks all over the place that are like, yep, keep going. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. Let's go. And so there's so much intention. There's so much thought. There's so much energy that I spend in the creation, the holding, and the expansion of containers. And when you're doing a peer-to-peer mastermind, that just doesn't exist. It just doesn't. Because we're all running our own businesses. We really love ourselves more than we love everybody else in the room. And that's just, that's not bad. It is just the nature of it. We are humans. We are, right? And so when there's nobody that's actually holding that space, it quickly can start to stagnate. It quickly can start to turn into that standing water kind of a situation where things get in or it gets murky or it gets a little less potent than it was maybe on the onset or like somebody kind of just falls away and like all this, right? So another thing that ends up happening is triggers or high emotions usually just dissolve the container because there's nobody there committed to like lead through the triggers. And there's also nobody there. Like, why would they stay? If they're pissed, they're going to leave. But the cool thing about actual masterminds that you've paid to be in and that have a skillful mentor and coach that's leading the space, holding the container and expanding the space is the triggers are not swept under the rug. The triggers are actually encouraged. Like it's encouraged for you to be triggering. It's also encouraged for you to be the trigger. And I want you to actually bring both of them up because you might be the person that's like, oh yeah, but like it hurt my feelings, but like, I don't really want to talk about it because I don't want to hurt their feelings. And like, that's your MO. That's your typical way of operating. For me in group containers years ago, like that was me. I'm going to show up. I'm going to make sure everybody's good. I'm going to primp. I'm going to fluff and I'm going to buff a little bit here, there. And if something pisses me off, I'm not going to tell them definitely not going to tell the coach. I'm going to tell my husband. (laughs) And what actually I realized was that didn't serve anybody. It didn't serve me because I didn't actually get into the trigger. I just brushed the trigger under the rug. I just stuffed it further down. Suppression. And the thing about stuffing it down is, yeah, maybe okay. Maybe that's what, that was right in the moment. But eventually you're going to have to deal with all of that. Like it's all coming up. That's what a lot of people are experiencing right now in life is like, We no longer can hide or push down or suppress anything else. We have to handle it. We have to process it. And what's cool about organic healing and the way that I'm talking, the things that I walk you through in my containers is that often what's cool is you might have a lot of stuff you've pushed down for a lot of years and from a lot of like generations, honestly, like that stuff's in there too. But when we pull something up, when something is, is, I don't even want to say pull something up. We don't pull something up. When it presents itself. All of a sudden, and we heal that one thing, it clears similar things that are that have a similar energetic signature to them. It like almost collapses them, like dissolves. 
<laughs> like it just that was cool. I didn't have to I didn't have to like go focus on that one thing from when I was eight, but because it had a similar energetic signature to the thing I just experienced, it dissolved. So for example, have you ever had a situation where I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to remember what I'm talking about right now before I go on this rabbit hole because anyway, these are all beneficial rabbit holes because I'm going to tell you a story that's going to help you anchor in exactly what I mean when I talk about organic healing and how it can dissolve. One thing with one similar energetic signature can dissolve those things as well. So today, as I'm driving home from dropping off the dog at the border, I'm probably about 20 minutes from home, going way too fast on the highway. I was going 90 uh, in a 70 and uh, yeah, that's too fast. So, but John Mayer was playing and the kids were laughing and it was just so great. So great. There was no traffic. The sun was shining. Anyway. So I then all of a sudden have this hit, like there's a cop, slow your butt down. Okay. So I slow down pretty quickly and sure a freaking enough, there's a cop right there. And my body went into like this panic of like, mm. Please don't turn your lights on. Please don't turn your lights on. Please see my little sticker that tells you that I'm a cop's wife, please. Um, anyway, so I drive by this guy. I'm, I'm slowed down enough to now I'm going 80. So that's better. <laughs> Only 10 over and no lights. Thank the Lord. No lights. He did not turn his lights on. But what was funny is in that moment, I all of a sudden flashed back to the last time I went on a two hour one way and two hour one way back journey with my children alone with no James, with a dog on the way there and without a dog on the way back. (laughs) That's another story for another day, but we basically got this. I'll just tell you now. (laughs) We got this, this Australian shepherd from this like flea market. Bad idea. Lizzie was young. I was either newly pregnant or just about to know I was pregnant. Um, And this dog was very sick. We got him home for like two weeks and we just tried so hard to help him. But he was like very sick. Like I'm pretty sure pretty quickly he's about to like, you know, I I hate even talking about that. But anyway, I drove him two hours one way and came two hours back the other way. And on the way back, I got a, uh, I I got a ticket. And it was a $400 ticket, which was the exact amount of, <laughs> of how much money we got back for the dog. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So like today, I just it was like a similar situation. So anyway, all that to say, similar energetic signature situation. That is how things, and I wasn't really talking about healing in that sense, but I just say that to tell you like that is how sometimes we can work on the thing that presents itself and then what it does without your consciousness. You don't need to think about this, right? I know I have a lot of logical people because I'm the same way where I want to like figure it out and I want to like understand it. But like, here's the thing. All we have to know is that it happens. It happens. So you can have a similar situation that presents itself right in front of you, but reminds you of a time when you were eight and the teacher did something crazy to like, they called you out and it made you feel like this and it made you do that. And your body did that. And you can literally relive it in the now with this current situation. And it will actually go back and heal that one as well, because there's only one time now there's only one moment. It's now the past, the present and the future all exist within this now, now, <laughs> now, no, no, no. Right. Okay. So anyway, where were we? Where were we? Yes. So the thing I love about masterminds and the thing that not all masterminds and mastermind leaders can actually facilitate is to be able to hold space for your trigger. 
And I'm telling you, this happens on both sides. The side that's like, I don't want to trigger them. And the side that's, the side that's like, whoa, that triggered me. It's like the one that's like, okay, I just celebrated a 30K month, but like I can't even tell my mastermind girls that because I feel so guilty that Sally Sue is not making any money. Or Junebird just joined and she, I don't know where she is and I don't want to make her feel bad and I don't want to. So there's the trigger on that side, but then there's also the trigger on the side of like, whoa, I've been trying to do this for years and she just started and she made a 30K month. Holy Moses. Whoa, that triggers me. There's space for both. There's space for both. And when we can work through and bring our triggers to the table and actually give ourselves space and actually hold the power, like realize that each woman that's in proximity to us can hold their own power. I'm not responsible for their trigger. Like I'm going to say my thing. And if it's activating and if it causes a trigger of some kind, then that's amazing. We get to work through that, right? And this doesn't mean we go around spraying all of our stuff, but like also if we're going to be powerful women, which we are, and powerful leaders and powerful coaches. We can't run from triggers. I'm not going to sit here as the leader and buff the container and make sure everything's primped and proper so that you don't feel any frustration or anxiety or, or, or like being left behind or anything like just, just rubs you wrong. Like, no, no, this is like, okay. Okay. We're totally in story time today, but I'm probably not going to get to the rest of my notes, but anyway, here's, here's an exact way to describe this to you. So I think I've told this story on the podcast, actually. Over Valentine's Day, Lizzie got, it was like, send Valentine's to friends, pay a dollar, give them a sour patch, and like write them a note. And like, it's like a Valentine Graham thing. And so there's actually a lot of stories here. And this was a lot of healing for me and so many levels, but I'm not going to get into that today. But the part that I do want to tell you is that Lizzie came home pretty upset because she only got one. And this other girl in her class got seven. And this other girl in the class, for those of you listening, like she just represents the popular girl archetype to me. She didn't represent that to Lizzie because Lizzie has no idea. But to me, that's what it was. But anyway, she tells me that this girl got seven. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. And so I remember telling, I'm like processing all of this for myself and parenting your child. That's a whole nother story. Like that's a whole nother podcast. But like we, as leaders of our children, like we do also have to heal our own stuff to help them. Otherwise, we just perpetuate the drama. We perpetuate the situations. We perpetuate the way that they respond. We perpetuate the exact life. You will live the exact life of your parents unless you decide to change it, unless you decide to be the shifter. I remember telling my mom this, and she's like, well, this should not be allowed. And I understand 100%. Like, the Mimi just wants to protect the hearts of her babies. Like, I get it. Oh, I, I get it. I agree. The school should just not do it. They should just not even allow this. Everybody should get the equal number of Valentine grams or no grams at all. This is bull, right? It's like that kind of like mama bear. I'm just going to go in and fix the problem. And the the solution is everybody gets a trophy or everybody doesn't get one. Or we get equal number of distributed all equally so that everybody's happy and all that. And actually, this is what I told my mama when I was talking to her. I was like, actually, no. We need to teach kids how to handle disappointment. We need to teach our children that it's okay to feel sad and to be disappointed. And then also I get to remind my kid 
why we did this in the first place. We did this in the first place not to see how many we got. That's not the heart of Lizzie Flamaine. That wasn't the heart of Katie Flamaine. The heart of us was like, I, well, my heart was different. I actually did. This is, this is, there's so many angles to the story. I actually did make sure we gave one to every single girl in the second grade because I didn't want anybody to be left out. The over-nurturer right there. That I didn't want anybody to experience the pain I felt when I was in high school and they were coming by bringing chocolate roses and I had a boyfriend at the time. Finally, somebody was going to give me a chocolate rose. I had a boyfriend. Yes, hallelujah. James Fleming. And there was no chocolate rose. Katie Fleming didn't, well, Katie wasn't Katie Fleming, but anyway, she did not get a chocolate rose. And here's a funny thing. When I'm telling James this whole story and how like this thing that happened with Lizzie activated this within me and he's like, I had no idea there was a chocolate rose. I didn't know that was a thing. And then my mom's like, you were upset over a chocolate rose? And I was like, yes, I was. She's like, how did I not know? I'm like, I didn't tell you. It was a very big thing. (laughs) And I'm remembering it just now in this moment. So yes, it was a thing. So anyway, there was a part of me that, that acted in the way that I did of giving one of these things to every single girl because I didn't want anybody to be left out because I didn't want anybody to feel how I felt. So I actually, in a way, was kind of coddling their emotions and not letting, like not allowing them to hold their own power. So anyway, this is subtle energetics to, to the core. So what I ended up doing with Lizzie was I reminded her of how we, the night before these were due, how we sat there and we were like, okay, who do we want to send one to? And she actually was like, I'm going to send them to her and her and her and her and her. And like, we actually wrote out the notes and it ended up being every second grade girl that she wanted to send it to. I said, well, that is all we can control. You wanted to give it to them. And doesn't it feel so good to give that? What if you were their one? And she goes, well, yeah, Avery did only have one. And I was like, that one was from you. And you could see her countenance start to change. You could, you, I, I could literally see her energy shifting into like, whoa, yeah, power. I have the power. I have the power to shift the perspective on the situation. I have the power to hold myself in my energy. She wouldn't give it this language, but the solution is not dissolving and removing triggers. The solution is not creating the little perfect bubbles and little perfect worlds and little perfect containers that don't don't allow for anything abrasive. That's not the answer. That's like wrapping your kid in bubble wrap and, and trying to preserve and like buff everything and like shoo him from here to there. Like, no, no, that's not. If we're doing that as, with our children, then we're literally preparing our children to go out into a world they're, they're not they're not prepared for. Like there are going to be moments where we get hurt or we get, we get disappointed, or we get just mm, crushed. And I know as a parent, because I experience it, and I also witness it in my parents as well, I, I know that it hurts to look at that and to see your kid hurting. But to wish away their pain is wishing away the intelligence that they are being gifted through this moment. To wish away that pain is when we wish away opportunities for growth, for beautiful illustrations of how God's power exists within them. So that is why in paid masterminds, especially mine, 
you're going to be safe to feel your triggers and to be triggering to other people. There's space for your too muchness here. There's space for the part of you that feels not enough. There's space for you that feels like you're going to get left behind. Or there's space for you that feels like you're going to leave everybody else behind. And what does that mean? Because there's, there's flip sides here. There's both that exist. And sometimes simultaneously. Like, can I get a raise of hands if you've ever felt too much and not enough at the same time? Like, talk about overachiever. How do we do this? I don't know, but, but I do it too. That is one of the biggest reasons the peer-to-peer mastermind just doesn't cut it. Just doesn't cut it. Growth is created in diverse environments. Growth is created when you and I can hold differing opinions. We can sit in each other's presence. We can admire each other's candor. We can look at the way the other holds themselves, the viewpoints they have. We can start to see their perspective. Okay, I can understand how you hold that view. I don't agree with you, but I love you. And in that, in that being able to hold that gap between us and our views, we actually create expansion. We actually create a heck of a lot of growth for our little world individually, like my world, your, your world, the world between us and the world at large. Well, we can actually hold space for differing opinions and still love anyway. Do you know that is what changes the world? Do you know if we all held that belief right now, we could go sit in front of somebody who had a completely different spiritual view, religious view, political view, and and we could just be, and we could hold that person and be like, wow, you are of the same whole that I am. We are both children of God, and we can sit here in this conversation, and I may not agree but I can love you and I can see and relate to and love the part of you that is very similar to me. And that is our humanness. And that is the part that was created by the creator. And that is where growth is created. That is where things shift at quick speeds. It's not about being around like-minded people, which is what's often created in the peer-to-peer mastermind. It's about being around heart-minded We don't have to agree in the mind. We don't have to be like-minded. But are we heart-minded? Are we heart-like? That's what matters. There's just something sacred about a high-level, high-proximity coaching container. It's just something sacred about it. And I've tried to do my best in this episode to explain some of those things to you. And I totally know and trust that it's coming and landing exactly as it does and needs to for you in this moment, whether you're considering joining a paid container like the Shift Inner Circle Mastermind or you're leading your own, which sidebar, some of the best ways to continue to increase and expand your ability to lead your own masterminds. Because like I said, setting up the container is just part of it. Holding the container is another part and then expanding the container is another and it never stops. So one of the best ways to equip yourself in that area is to be in a mastermind container that does that for you with a leader who knows how to do that, who does that. So this is where I want to invite you into the Shift Inner Circle Mastermind. This is my high proximity mastermind. It's a hybrid of one-on-one coaching and mastermind. 
It's not a group coaching program. It's not just me coaching. It is a mastermind. This means that you're getting various opinions from various different women in various different lives and places and expertises. It is unique, absolutely unique. Rolling Voxer is included, all content and programs, a retreat. I'm telling you, if you tune in right now, you know that now's the time. Send me a message on Instagram and just say, hey, I want to talk details about the Shift Inner Circle. We'll talk back and forth a little bit. We'll feel into whether it's a right fit for you. And then we'll go from there. Zero pressure in this DM conversation. It's just a conversation to feel into what is best for you, what your next steps are. And so when you come into a paid mastermind, like the Shift Inner Circle, your blind spots are illuminated. You're going to have various viewpoints shown to you, which is only going to expand what it is you see vision-wise, but also what it is you see for a solution, for a step forward. If we expand your vision, if we illuminate the area around you and a bigger, like just imagine a bigger flashlight, higher wattage in the light bulb, all of a sudden you're going to be able to see more clearly, but also farther away, more clearly right here, but also farther away. And you're going to know more clearly where your next step is because of this illumination and this viewpoint. And you're going to hear not what you necessarily want to hear, but what you need to hear. And if you're committed to using your triggers to expand yourself, I'm telling you, Mastermind is the place to expedite that. I know you are all about efficiency (laughs) and expediting the process, right? (sighs) Okay. This is so good. This is so good. I I love the diverse expertise, the diverse opinions, the diverse thought process, the diverse ways in which energy is ran between each and every person inside of masterminds. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to welcome you and your presence inside of the Shift Inner Circle Mastermind. Send me a DM. Let's talk back and forth if you're feeling into it. I just love you so much. I love that we get to hang out here every week on the podcast, and I cannot wait to chat again soon. It has been so incredible getting to chat with you today on the podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and drop us a review so that you are the first to know when I drop a new episode for you. Oh, and don't forget, screenshot your show and post on your Instagram stories and tag me at Katie Fleming. I love getting to hang out with you each week on the podcast and can't wait to catch up with you soon in the DMs on Instagram. Let's do this thing.